0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Herod had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John said to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man and kept him safe. When he heard him, he was much perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests, and the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you wish, and I will grant it. And he vowed to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptizer. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard and gave orders to bring his head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, and brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of the Lord. So we celebrate today the uh, beheading of Saint John the Baptist. He's one of the only saints whom we celebrate both his birth and his death. And so this is the entrance that he takes into eternal life as he makes this final stand for truth, this final stand against even one of the powers of this world that surrounded him. Saint John the Baptist is the complete opposite Of Herod. St. John the Baptist is one who brought his flesh, brought his body under a discipline and a control through his fasting and through his penance, through his prayer. He was detached from all the things of this world and was completely steadfast in truth and in the proclamation of truth. He was afraid of no one in the proclaiming of that truth. And even to Herod, he did not hesitate to go and proclaim the truth of God to him. Herod is the opposite. He has no control over his desires and over what he wants. He gives complete reign to all of his lower passions. So disordered has this lack of control become that he even takes for himself persons who are relations to him, He takes his brother's wife. He desires at one point his own niece, showing how disordered his interior has become. One of, uh, there's a whole train of thought among some of the commentators that compare this banquet that Herod has as a type of anti-Eucharist, a type of satanic worship of the self. Christ in the Eucharist, in his passion, in his death, He gives himself completely for the sake of others. He gives himself in love. Herod's birthday that we see here being celebrated is a celebration of himself. It is a celebration where he gives free reign, as we've seen, to all of his pleasures, all of his desires, as disordered as they are. It is a celebration that does not end as Christ's celebration, as Christ's Eucharist, which passes through the Passion but ends in Resurrection. Herod's celebration of his birthday ends in death and murder. It has this final image which is so shocking that on a platter, on a dish created to serve food, is placed the head of John the Baptist. It is, a, if you will, a satanic mockery of what Christ will do, where he will give not someone else's flesh, not someone else's life, but his own life, his own body, his own blood, for our sake, for our food. But the flesh that Christ, give is not, that Christ gives is not dead flesh. It is living and glorious, and it gives life The opposite is shown here at Herod's celebration, the celebration of himself. He actively works because of this disorder in his interior to accomplish two things that we see him always trying to do. One is to stamp out the grace of God that attempts to reach out to him. In Matthew's account of this scene, it says, that he seized John the Baptist, he bound him and he put him in prison. All of the same verbs used at the moment of Christ's own arrest when he is seized, bound and put in prison. St. John the Baptist prefigures and foreshadows the death of Christ himself. When Herod hears of Jesus, he has the same reaction that he had to St. John the Baptist and he even begins to confuse the two. Is this John the Baptist? whom I beheaded. And immediately he wants again to seize Christ, to get rid of this work of God, this work of grace that is trying to call him to conversion. His conscience is constantly troubled within himself. He lives within the hell of his own making, the hell of his sin, the hell of a disturbed conscience. And so he is always working to suppress that operation of God, divine work. And it is for the sake of another work that he might give free reign to his own desires. He wants to stop the will of God and accomplish his will in all things. He is the complete opposite, not only of John the Baptist, but of Christ. Both John the Baptist and Christ, John the Baptist through the grace of Christ are strong, steadfast, virtuous. Everything that Herod is not, the tragedy is that Herod could have been. The grace of Christ can penetrate and can convert any sinner, but it requires an opening of the heart, and his heart was not open. He wanted earthly things, and that is unfortunately what he was left with. He did not desire the kingdom that John the Baptist desired and that Christ offered. He wanted his own pitiful quarter of a kingdom that he had inherited from his father. And in his fights for the saving of his own little kingdom, he missed out on entrance into the great eternal kingdom of God. Through the prayers and intercession of St. John the Baptist, we pray for at least a portion of his spirit, a portion of that spirit of penance, that spirit of steadfastness in the truth, that spirit of loving souls, even to the point of telling them the truth, no matter what the consequences. We pray for the grace to also point out Christ as he did, to point out Christ where he is present as St. John the Baptist would always do. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. This was the great cry of the Baptist. This is the great cry at the Mass as we elevate the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. We pray for the grace to be like St. John the Baptist, to turn away from sin and to turn towards the one who takes all sin away. Amen.